You're on deck with Ursula Camille, and this is The Triage Room. The Triage Room is a podcast that encourages and empowers listeners to overcome obstacles of pain. Pain is the physical suffering or discomfort caused by illness or injury. When we describe the type of pain we're having, we're really describing the symptoms. Once we identify the symptoms, then we can deal with the roots. Welcome to The Triage Room. You're now on deck with Ursula Camille, and this is the Triage Room. Today's topic, the affairs of a king, part two. The World Book Dictionary says that affair is a thing to do or matter of business. A romantic experience, especially a temporary one, love affair, romance. A festive or ceremonious occasion, banquet, wedding, dinner. In the book of 2 Samuel, David looks upon a woman that is the wife of another man. David is in his bed. He rises from his bed, goes to the roof, and he sees this beautiful woman washing herself. He then begins to lust after her. Not only did he lust after her, he then inquires and then has her brought to him. Then he lays with another man's wife. This is David laying with Bathsheba, and then afterwards Bathsheba is with child. Once she lets David know that she has, she's now with child, he then tries to cover up their sin, his sin, her sin. So he wants to meet with her husband, who's one of the men, you know, part of his army of men that are, you know, been out battling, been out at war. And he talks to him and then wants to encourage him to go lay with his, his own wife. And this man is, is so faithful to the cause. David's plan backfires. It does not work. He does not take heed to David's suggestion. Then David tries another tactic to cover up the sin that he and Bathsheba did to now conceive a child. And David then wants to try to have him eat and drink to get him drunk to now thinking that would cause him to go lay with his wife. That tactic didn't work either. So since those two plans that David thought would help contribute to covering up the sin because if the husband will go lay with the wife then when the child now is born no one would suspect that the wife had been with anyone else and nobody would be asking questions and the husband wouldn't suspect the people wouldn't suspect and the only ones that they the only ones that would know what happened would be the two of them but neither one of David's plans worked so now Uriah Bathsheba's husband has no clue that now David is going to go an extra step and now consult with one of his lead men. He wrote a letter, gave it to Uriah. And I guess knowing that Uriah was not even going to read the letter, but the letter had to do with the plot and the plan of taking Uriah out. And so the instruction was given to put him on the front line, you know. And so Uriah lost his life. He's a good man, faithful. Faithful in his marriage, faithful in his work, his character upright, so much so dedicated to the cause. But yet David, because he couldn't keep himself from touching another man's wife, wanted to cover up the act. So now that Bathsheba's husband is no longer around, she grieves, she mourns, and then David takes her on to be his own. And they think that their sin is now covered. The people don't know, but God knows. And what David did, God did not like. There was evil in the eyes of God. You can't go and sin 
taking another man's wife, having the man killed, and then you're going to take her on to be your own as if nobody would ever find out. So what happened? The child that the two of them conceived did not live. Not only did it not live, you know, David fasted. He, he did what he thought he could do. But the action that David took, all of the things that David did to lead up to covering up his action, his simple act. No, there are consequences. So there was a consequence to his actions. And he went through. He and Bathsheba. But David being king, why would a king need to lay with another man's wife? David was already in his own bed. He rose from his own bed, went on the roof. Now, in that time, the roof was a place that, you know, you could go lay because it was cooler. But he rose from his bed, went to the roof, so there were steps in it. It just didn't happen. So in life, you may have those that don't take ownership and make the excuse of, well, I don't know, you know, just one of those things that happened. No, there were steps that led to whatever that act was. And here, the affairs of a king. Here's an affair between a king and another man's wife. The sin that was committed. Here's another man's wife and the king took another man's wife and he laid with her and a child was conceived. As a king, is there lust that is present? And because of the authority, one may feel as if they're not even identifying that as lust. Some may say, I want what I want and I get what I want. Why can't I have what I want? I'm king. No one should ever misabuse the authority that they have. And self-control, the discipline of controlling the fleshly desires, the appetites that have been not have been dealt with, and some don't even realize it till they're in the moment. The temptation to touch what should not be touched. The temptation to do certain things and then try to cover it up once the reasoning returns and realize I shouldn't have done that. But not only did David try to cover it up, Deep down, he wanted to continue because once he plotted to cover up what he did, he didn't just leave Bathsheba where she was. He took her on to continue. And even after the sinful act, there was careful thinking. He, he needed time to think and plan his next move as to how was he going to cover up what he and Bathsheba did. So as a king, as one who's leading, as one who has authority, are you abusing that authority by not having self-control? Are you abusing that authority by covering up the things that you know are wrong, that you know you have done, but instead of dealing with the root of the issue, which is lust, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, the pride of life, instead of dealing with those areas, one may try to take action to cover up the act as a result of the unresolved areas that need to be dealt with. And David, once he stepped on that roof and saw her washing herself, he could not resist the temptation. He inquired and he took action. And not only did he take action, she came along with it. She was in agreement. You know, she came along with it. And in life, one should not abuse, one should not misuse their authority. One should not abuse their authority. And the steps taken to cover up so one may say well i don't know how i how this happened I, I just don't know it just happened no it didn't just happen just like david took steps to get there he was already in his bed and he rose from his bed went to the roof saw her then he inquired then not, not only did he inquire he had then they, they came together 
and they laid together. So there's steps to it. It's not just falling in it. There's steps. But it did fall. And there were steps in his falling. So when it comes to the affairs of a king from the aspect of having a, a romantic affair, something that should not even happen. Because number one, this is another man's wife. She's not available. And to take the other action of covering it up by taking this man's life. See, no matter who we are, no matter what role we, we have in life, no matter res responsibility, the authority that's been given, we don't have the authority to do what we want and think that there won't be consequences. Yes, one can make choices because we're free moral agents. But at the end of the day, the choices do have consequences. And here David paid the consequence for his choice. He and Bathsheba because the child that was conceived was now lost. He took another man's life and then, you know, what was spoken over his house. That he would see, you know, like he took another man's wife. That would happen to him, but it would be done openly. So what was done secretly now to David would be done openly. And that's another thing. Sometimes in life, you may feel like you've gotten away with something. And what you did in secret or what you feel like was secret that the people don't know, but God knows. And at the end of the day, just like with David, what he did was private, but God decided, okay, well, I'm going to openly let others see one laying with your wives openly since what you did was private. And then it was even, the cost was even greater, was even more intense. The child that was conceived through the sin, that child died. And then David taking another man's wife and killing the man, having the man killed. So now you're talking about a life lost, an innocent child now has to go because how it was conceived. You were wrong. You were wrong in an area. And then your wife that you want to take on that belonged to another man, you had this man killed. Okay, so now your wives will openly, it will openly be seen. It won't be anything private. So the embarrassment, the shame, the pain that comes with that. And one may have to ask themselves, am I still dealing with lust? Am I still dealing with vanity? Thinking I can do whatever I want to do when I feel like doing it? And no regard for other people? And sometimes one may do something for so long and so accustomed to the authority that they have and those doing whatever they want them to do and not even morally, have no moral compass at all. Is this right in the eyes of God? Not even asking. Sometimes one has been doing something for so long and have not seen the consequences of a thing that when they look up, it's wrong. God's not pleased with that. And here's my moment of transparency. I have witnessed the pain of others that have dealt with being on the side of seeing the results of one's actions and taking on the attitude, I do what I want when I want. I myself have experienced the result of one taking on the action of I do what I want when I want. I myself know what it's like to wrestle with lust and have to deal with that, have to be delivered from that, have to address that and getting the wires crossed between lust and love. Don't you know that you can look at a thing and think it's, think it's love, identified as love, and it's not even that, it's lust, lust of the flesh. And because you're allowing yourself to go off of how you feel, your feeling, your mind, will, and emotions, that's the soulish realm. Going off of that, you get your wires crossed and think that that's love and that's really lust. And here's a story of David and Bathsheba, you know, both warning each other. She was married and David was the king. And the man that was her husband was a part of David's crew. 
None of that was taken into you know consideration. None of it. It's how the flesh, how we allow the flesh to drive us to do things that are morally wrong. And it's part of my transparency. I know what it's like to, to look at something and think it's love and really it's lust. I also know what it feels like to experience on the other side of it. For one, to identify something and take the action and not even consider how was that going to impact your life. I encourage you, take time to take a self-assessment and look and see, is what I'm doing morally right? Is what I'm doing, is this decision I'm about to make, how is it going to impact those around me? How is it going to impact my life and how does God see this? For whatever temptation that is coming, whatever temptation that will come, I encourage you, before you make all of these steps to fall into that temptation, ask yourself this first step that I'm making, where is this taking me? And if your eyes are locking in on something or someone that you find yourself, you just cannot resist. Is this love or is this lust? Ask yourself. Because for David, lust took over. There was no self-control in it. Ask yourself before taking all of these steps of falling into that sin. Where is this action that I am considering taking? Where is it going to take me? Because there was a great consequence for what David did. The innocent life of the child was affected. David had something come upon his house because of what he did. Is what you're about to do, is what you're considering doing, going to impact your house, going to impact your family, going to impact your legacy? And what will be the cost for taking that action? Because you feel like you can. Because you feel like no one will know. Remember, God knows, God sees, and there's always a consequence to whatever one may do. So remember, when it comes to the affairs of a king, romantic affair aspect, what price will one have to pay? What price, what consequence comes with this action that one may be considering taking? The steps leading to this action before going in that direction. Think, consider, reflect. Let us pray. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord, just to say thank you. Lord, I thank you for life, health, and strength. God, I ask you, Lord, that those that are listening now or may listen later, Father, I'm asking you, Lord, that you just open the heart to receive. Open those, Father, open their heart to receive, God, what is being spoken at this time. That the moral compass can be placed where it needs to be so one can consider their actions before taking them. And understanding, Lord, that yes, you've given us the freedom to choose, but Lord, there are consequences to our choices, our actions, and things that we do. And at no time is covering up sinful acts, even the right thing, Lord. That, Father, you see all, you know all. And that those, God, that are listening can be encouraged to know, not being led by lust of the flesh, not being led by lust of the eyes, are the right steps is the right process and being able to identify the difference between love and lust that no matter what one does God you see it and you know it and to be encouraged to resist the temptation of being led by the flesh to resist the temptation of thinking that no one will ever know the actions that they're taking because God you know and that's what matters most you see you know that that one God that is being tempted right now once they hear, Father, what's being spoken right now, Father, that this will touch their heart to turn away, 
to repent and not go in that direction. That their steps will be ordered in the right direction. That they choose to go in the right direction and resist the temptation. Father, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. And I glorify your name. In Jesus' name, amen. You all be blessed. Thank you for joining me on deck in the triage room. To get the music you hear in this podcast or to stay connected, visit my website, UrsulaCamille.com. That's U-R-S-E-L-A-C-A-M-I-L-L-E.com. Sign up on my email list, get merch and more. Have an area of pain you want to address in the triage room? Send your email to thetriageroom at gmail.com. I'm your host, Ursula Camille, signing off. Be blessed. One touch and your life will change. Did you know that Jesus reigns? One touch and your life will change.